Hello again, everyone. Welcome back for the latest edition of the Arbury Road podcast with myself, Dermot Kavanagh, as always. After last week's episode about AI, we had many, many requests to do more episodes about similar topics. So we have listened to your requests. And today we're going to talk about blockchain technology and sustainability. So first up, back for his second podcast in a row, we have Manuel Kekin. Manuel is a manager at Accenture where he leads intelligent automated practice. Manuel, welcome back. Hi everyone, Thanks. nice to be back uh, after the, the podcast on uh, artificial intelligence. And if you didn't see the podcast, uh, please go to the link, go on our page on Arbury Road and uh, look for it. Um, and today I'm kind of excited to deep dive the blockchain aspect. Uh, they couldn't get enough of you last week, Manuel. You were a big fan favorite, so this should be good. <laughs> so joining us now today as well, <laughs> we have got Walfredo Della Gerard Gerardesca, CEO and co-founder of Genuine Way, which is a vertical blockchain provider for the issues of environmental sustainability and social impact. Walfredo, first of all, apologies about the pronunciation. And secondly, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great, Dermot. Uh, thanks for having me. Your pronunciation was above average, so I'm used to getting worse, uh, worse uh, versions of it. Thanks, and I'm very excited to be here. Lovely stuff. So we're really looking forward to hearing about Genuine Way. But first, for our listeners at home, could you tell us in as simple terms as possible, what is blockchain technology? Yeah. Blockchain technology is a um, distributed ledger. So it's a distributed database that is not uh, in, on a server of uh, a company or a private person or on a cloud. That, that's what centralized is. It's decentralized, meaning it's held on thousands of nodes. So nodes is computers, it's computing power. Um, and this makes the net, the ledger unique in a way that no one has complete power and control on it. And that, for example, when you uh, are approved to insert data or a file or whatever you want inside of this protocol, uh, no one has uh, the power to remove it, hide it, you know, or, 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 or edit it. So this makes it a very unique kind of ledger. Perfect. So would that mean that is all the information on a blockchain always publicly available? So there's two, two families of blockchains, of course. There's the public blockchain and the private blockchain. Private blockchain is something that is not really uh, interesting for, for example, what we do or for anything that is consumer facing or anything that is related to uh, the certain the availability of information is more for a B2B efficiency uh, It's for uh, disintermediating within certain uh, aspects of business and industry, while the public blockchain is where uh, everything becomes available to everyone. Okay, let's, let's talk about the cost then for a second, how, how efficient is blockchain technology in terms of cost. Well, I would say that we're not at a super efficient level yet, but we've we've had a massive uh, evolution in the last five years. So ever since starting with the first protocols, uh, of course, uh, as many might, might know, blockchain was launched through Bitcoin. 
um, now, you know, over a decade ago by a unknown group of people that come under the name of uh, Satoshi Nagatomo, but uh, basically that is, uh, that was the release of a white paper that would allow people to actually study blockchain, understand what it is, and then develop their own solutions. And so, you know, the most known protocol for business for implementation has been for a long time Ethereum. Um, and let's say that Ethereum is not still not too scalable and can be expensive, but ever since there has been uh, evolution and there's there's so many different blockchains, there's so many projects. There's been I don't want to be boring people with technical aspects, but uh, the biggest evolution has been the uh, transition from a, a so-called proof of work model to a proof of stake model. Um, that is that makes it way way more affordable to use blockchain. What would be the, so, the difference between those two models? So proof of work is a, a model where you need to reward every single node that is allowing you to make transactions. Mm -hmm. Where a proof of stake works on a staking system, where you basically are the single blockchain. For example, EOS, which is the blockchain we work on mostly, EOS.io. Um, will require you to stock a certain amount of coin of EOS coin on your wallet in order to access, uh, let's say, a monthly bandwidth of transactions. So in that way, it's not actually a cost. Uh, it's it's just uh, it's just um, the fact that you need to invest in their protocol, in their coin, and keep it there. And of course, there's some interests that come with this for uh, different different reasons why the, the protocol will profit from this kind of business but it's very cool because you're not having a, a cost for every single transaction perfect Manuel, so what, there? yes yes i i think that um we need also to underline one thing uh wilfredo already said it but i think it's good to underline again uh, that uh, first of all blockchain is a technology we directly think about bitcoin but it is something that we can apply on different sectors contract for example with ethereum or to the money with the with the bitcoin for example uh, but in the end uh, instead of let's say the what we need to talk uh, um, apart from the technical aspect that I don't think are, are really interesting for our audience, is like about the impact. As we said, maybe right now about the cost is an area of improvement, but what is going to really affect the market is that on efficiency, efficiency point of view and then on a sustainability point of view. So I don't know what do you think, Wolfred, about this, and maybe uh, how is your company, uh, let's say, uh, driving these uh, those choose aspects? Absolutely. I, I always say that the, the 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 biggest problem with blockchain is communication. Is actually getting the consumer to the average Joe and to understand what. Uh, what, I mean, they don't even need to understand what blockchain is, but they need to know that uh, how blockchain can be useful in their everyday life. Uh, and I'll come to what we do in a minute, but we're very, you know, consumer facing. And uh, this has been the big, big problem. As Manuel said, like initially there was, for, first of all, you know, great, great confusion about the distinction between blockchain and Bitcoin. 
where Bitcoin is is uh, is a is a is a fine a fintech application of using the blockchain technology and, and cryptocurrencies. Um, it's like saying I always say like it's like comparing internet and the World Wide Web and Amazon. You know, Amazon is an e-commerce application that works on the web and. Uh, blockchain is the web to Bitcoin and to many things such as genuine way. So this is the first distinction I think is not so simple sometimes to understand straight away. And secondly, the, the thing that is interesting is that in the last two years, we're actually having so many real projects with real impact. And as Manuel pointed out, we're in a space of sustainability, but this is just one of many applications. There is a massive massive applications within the uh, government space so administration making efficiency uh, everywhere disintermediating everywhere Let, let's think also about the, the u.s presidential uh, right now we could have voted with the uh, blockchain right yeah and there were i mean estonia has already voted uh, with ah. the blockchain system in the past so there are countries that, of course, are like great for experimenting. They're very, very tech savvy. And there's so many things. I don't want to open the Pandora vase, as you say, but uh, really a lot of exciting stuff happening. Also in real estate, the opportunity of tokenizing uh, a real estate building and owning a percentage of it and being able to trade it uh, without going to the public notary. This is something that happens in certain uh, countries. Uh, NFT, you must have he heard it in the news lately. Uh, it's a very big deal. Uh, digital, uh, you know, the ownership of digital creativity is a big topic. So coming to genuine way, basically we, um, I mean, the background of us as founders, we're all in tech entrepreneurs. And some of us, I come from the e-commerce space and foods. Uh, other people just come from, you know, blockchain. And we wanted to focus on how to use this blockchain to fight the, the problem of greenwashing, which you know, you've heard it before, but it's that process that causes the positive impact of real positive brands, in our case, to be kind of um, stalled by, by the communication of all the other brands or companies that are saying, yes, we're sustainable too. Yes, you know, we, we help humanity too because there's a great difference between some ethical brands and the others, we use blockchain to, to create transparency towards a conscious consumer and bring the competitive advantage back to these brands. Perfect. So let's, let's just pop back a small bit. We, we got into, we mentioned sustainability there, but stepping back one from, from genuine way, how sustainable is blockchain technology in general? Because the, the famous story that people like me here who don't know too much about this topic recently is yeah. the, the amount of electricity needed to mine Bitcoin is taking over some large countries, this kind of stuff. How true are these stories and how sustainable is the, the te technology? So, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty true. Uh, and what I answer is, uh, it's a distinction. You know, when I, I, I talk about sustainability as the, the part, the impact of my transactions, the impact of what I imply in my business uh, uh, for sustainability. So as a fraction of, you know, the blockchain infrastructure is really, really irrelevant at all. So it really depends on, you're talking about a whole world, you know, a whole world, world infrastructure, which is heavy. But I like to think of it as when you had a computer back in the 80s and in NASA, you would have a whole room to fill a computer. 
uh, and you know now a computer can be one inch uh, large. So it's really an evolution. I just think it's uh, there's already been an evolution in this respect in the last three years, and ten years from now, the impact of blockchain uh, will for the environment will be way, way, way less uh, threatening. I would say. Okay. Perfect. So what are some of the, some of the more, let's get a bit more specific on the projects you've, you've undertaken at Genuine Way. What are you working on at the moment? Yeah, so Genuine Way basically is a, is a, is a Swiss uh, provider that is specialized in supporting these kind of what we call ethical brands. We work with consumer goods. So from fashion to food, wine, cosmetics, design objects. And what we do is we have a, we have a platform that allows so we our, our job starts in a traditional way we basically have analysts and we get in touch with a brand and and listen to the narrative pertaining to their product to the supply chain usually as i said they're small and middle-sized brands and then we we kind of do these interviews and require them to to uh, provide us with a bundle of documentation this bundle of documentation is made out of everything contracts, pre-existing certificates, patents, lab tests, you name it. Uh, what we need is to validate, as objectively asseverate or validate a narrative that then goes to the consumer, uh, moving the brand from mere marketing and communication, which is where they compete on greenwashing, to what I say, auto-certification or, or a, a deeper level of, of interaction. So we basically will look at this documentation, we will analyze it, but not as a certification entity, as, a, as an objective like super consumer, I would say, as a, as a clever consumer. And we, for example, you give me a lab test and I will see if you have chemicals in your product. You wanna tell me that you're, you're doing a program with an NGO and you're recycling your used shoes when they give it back to you, then we want a written statement from that NGO. We want receipts of the payments. Then what we do is we notarize this bundle of documentation on the public blockchain. The reason why we do this is to create a liability for the brand that does that. So I think this is a subtle but interesting point. Uh, it's not that the blockchain provides certainty or extra value to the documentation. The blockchain is a layer that allows the, the, the brand to take an extra step and, and have a liability for putting something there that will stay there forever that cannot be hidden and modified, uh, which is basically telling the consumer, hey, we, we're working, you know, genuine ways working for you. We're selecting the brands, we're analyzing it, but then the output is, uh, is here. If someone uh, has a scandal, like, and they, they realize that, you know, the consumer realizes that the packaging was full of plastic, you know, it was not sustainable. Well, in the traditional world, it will just call the IT guy, put the website down, take the social media and try to face the situation. With Genuine Way, this is not possible. So we give a competitive advantage to who has substance. And what it, we don't stop there. We then need to translate these mini projects to consumers in a native mobile experience because a consumer has 30 seconds of attention span and you know anyone who's listening to this podcast, imagine entering a supermarket or a shopping mall, or even receiving a product after buying it on e-commerce. You will have, if you're interested, if you're an ethical consumer, you'll have a few seconds or a minute to really like engage with the product and understand, wow, this product is awesome. You will not have the opportunity to browse a hundred documents. So the documents are there on the blockchain. 
but they're basically pre-analyzed and described in a very engaging story. At this point, the cool thing about Genuine Way is all the brands that digitalize then their products with QR codes or NFC, they actually take part into a, a, what I call an ethical net, a sharing economy of consumers. So there's a contract in place that uh, basically where every brand is accepting to even share their organic scannings with the other consumers and allow consumers to bounce from one product to the e-commerce of another sustainable brand. And we're trying to create a, a commercial opportunity for ethical brands with ethical consumers. Sounds really, really mm -hmm. impressive. And just, I just want to ask you something just to make sure I've, I've understood correctly. So you, you'll take the information from a brand and you'll essentially run the, the analysis on it. What happens if the results are not what the brand were hoping for? Well, of course, like we have a responsibility towards the consumers and our brand is affected by negative feedback regarding a product. So we, we, let's say that most of the time we connect really innovative brands because this is kind of the funnel with us. We literally, literally like search for brands that we think that are awesome. But when brands, a lot of times brands connect with us because they want an internet system, but in that case we're even stricter in, in understanding if there is a sustainability aspect there at all. Um, sometimes we will not work with the brand. Other times there will be, we will just suggest a different topic narrative. So look, you're, you're like, the brand comes and say, we're using organic cotton. And I say, okay, cool. But you know, this is not top notch innovation for sustainability. Uh, top notch is tensile fiber with a circularity program and so on. So we will say, but wait, maybe we can just tell a story of your, uh, uh, social impact you you have uh, 50 percent or more women in your company that's gender equality so sometimes we we manage to spin it around mm -hmm. find some positive aspects that is not uh, you know sustainability but then also i i i think on this that uh, right now we are in a, at a stage that all the businesses need to review their operating model in a sustainable way uh, CSR, corporate social responsibility right now is no more, let's say, some bullshit that you were writing uh, uh, on some reports. Just It's not marketing right now. It's something that is, uh, I would say, compulsory. So if it brings on the table that you are not sustainable, I mean, it's not bad at all because it's, it's, it is going to highlight you the aspect and where you need to review your model in order to be sustainable because it, it's, a, it's something that you have, you must do actually. So this is a, at least my point of view. Huh? I agree 100%. And then if I can do a question, I would like to ask to Alfredo, um, what do you think are going to be the next challenges either for your company and also for the uh, blockchain? So for, uh, for blockchain, uh, as a, the same topic I touched before, uh, we really need to make an effort to change the communication towards a consumer, make like, just like Dermony you are doing now. So get the consumer to actually talk about blockchain for the first time, listen it like, I think this could be a fresh conversation we're having, you know, it's, it's relatable. I enter a supermarket, I, I, I'll give you an example, so it's, it's better, of one of our clients. We have a client in, in Holland, it's called Crazy About Eggs, you can go and Google it. And they've selected the five best farmers, like who, who grow chicken in the most uh, ethical way. 
these chickens are happy chicken, as we like to say. So uh, what we did on blockchain, we brought receipts to prove that they're eating certain foods. We, we brought the contracts to prove that they're actually working with those farmers, so the supply chain. And then we come up with crazy ideas, like these guys put some cameras and we have a chicken cam. So you enter a supermarket and there's the eggs and there's like this really cool packaging of these uh, crazy about eggs. And it says only, only happy chicken, enter the chicken cam. You scan the QR code. And so the first, as I was saying, the first impact needs to be fresh. So you are on a camera and you can see that the chicken lives in a big space. There's only two chickens. They're not tied up. You know, it's not a industrial uh, type of, of uh, breeding. And then we will try to explain why this egg is positive. So this is the first time as a consumer that you will be taking the, uh, the value of blockchain without even knowing. Probably we won't even stress the fact that it's blockchain too much, but you are actually using blockchain in your life. So this is the most important thing now is to get blockchain as adopted by consumers. For Genuine Way, uh, I would say we're very ambitious. We're a small startup, we're raising around, and, uh, but we have 39 clients in seven countries and we are the only ones that are vertical position for small and middle sized enterprises for, for CSR right now. So we wanna work, we wanna have a, a portfolio of over 1000 brands in Europe. This is our goal, we're at 40. So it's all about marketing and hustling. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, one last question, so before we wrap things up, uh, Alfredo, and also for you, Manuel, uh, what do you guys see as the most threatening activities at the moment in this in this industry? What are the what's happening that really needs to stop? Well, I mean, uh, for me, are you talking about the blockchain industry or the the, the... blockchain industry? Also, just sustainability and and uh, social impact in across tech because from my point of view i'm not i'm not i'm no tech expert in any any sense of the word and there seems to be this uncertainty or this lack of clarity about how sustainable a lot of um uh things happening in the tech industry are so what do you see as the biggest threats at the moment well i mean it's it's pretty it's, it's not very original to say this but it's definitely greenwashing uh it's definitely the fact that everybody's jumping on the wagon. As Manuel said, everyone, you know, it's not an option to have a positive impact now. You have to. We have doing a project with a bank, with a large bank that I will not name that is using maybe our product to, to give access to finance, you know, to give a, a rating score. It's all connected now. And so unfortunately, there's just, especially when you go in very large industrial companies, there's a lot of communication that will mislead, you know, misguide the consumer. He's gonna buy that product thinking that it's good, but it's really not. Uh, so that's the biggest issue. For the blockchain industry in general, I would say the, the biggest issue has been like the whole ICO craziness, crypto world, because it's really been full of scammers and it's, it's uh, the, the main uh, driver there is just greed. It's just like speculation. I've been part of that and just think that it's just like a lot of people were were disappointed by that world. Yes, I, I do agree. I do agree together with you, but uh, and also I think since like this technology is a pre, uh, let's say let's call it a democratic technology, I think like maybe also the European Union can uh, somehow regulate, do some regulation and monitor like the, also the communication, how to, let's say, to make, 
to help the exploitation, let's say, the, of the blockchain, you know? something that they are working, I think they are working on because it's something that is going to happen for sure. They are doing, uh, let's say, on the artificial intelligence. I see that they are already work uh, and they release a document last week. So, and I hope they are going to do something in, in that way also for the blockchain. Yeah, absolutely. You know, regarding regulation, this is a hot topic because what we do is it's not compulsory and it's not regulated. And so the brand does it because they understand it. But if we, what I say in Italy would be nice to have a compare a, a blockchain document on notarization to a, a notary public apostillation. Uh, you know, disintermediating this, giving value to this action would, would make it more relevant for the brands to, to do it. Uh, the reason why we're in Switzerland and the reason why many, many blockchain companies are in Switzerland is, is because it's been the only country, you know, there's minor countries like Malta, Luxembourg and so on, but Switzerland has been the only country that has really done some regulation and that they've had the authority uh, that had done given some guidelines so people could do business without being scared of sanctions and stuff. Perfect. All right, guys, I think we're going to leave it there. Uh, well, Fredo, thanks a million for joining us. That was extremely insightful. I feel like I've learned a lot and I hope Thank our you. listeners have too. A pleasure. Thank Manuel. you so much, Wolfredo. Manuel, a pleasure as always. Thank you very Thank much. You, All right, guys, we'll be back again early next week with another edition of the podcast. Take care.